May 23, 2020. It's a lot from Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Saturday. We're coming on the last days of May. Brother Matt, we're still in quite, quite in quarantino mode, so he's at the Love Grotto on the La Pleasure Point through Mile South. But I am not totally man alone because those engineers in Estonia with their Skype software, I got Allison with me. Talk hey, about Matt. Her, Hi, Mike. Yeah, talk about her Helen Money Pride. She's got a brand new record. Uh, uh, let me tell you what we, we start off the show with uh, Spiral, John Coltrane, and then Helen Money with becomes your Allison. What's your earliest musical recollection? Um, I remember being in grade school, like third grade, when I saw. Um, well, actually, you know, probably just being in my parents' house and listening them listening to music, you know, like jazz, um, you know, like Sarah Vaughan. Louis Armstrong, and then, you know, Muzak, Mitch were Miller. They, were, were they players or just listeners? <laughs> no, they just listened. My dad loved um, big band music. Um, my mom liked music, too. She liked Nat King Cole. But they were older. You know, they were quite a bit. They were older when they had me, so they were kind of, you know, they were both born, born in the 20s, so they were kind of of that generation. I'm wondering, is there any instruments in the pad? Um, in my, where, when I grew up. Yeah. Where's that? Yeah. No, no instruments. I was the only one. I was the first one to play. So, so there's uh, nothing in, in, in the pad. And, and where is it? What, what town? Uh, I grew up in Van Nuys in the San Fernando Valley. Val. Okay. Okay. Can you remember the first record you bought for yourself? It was probably, um, it was right before I fully I discovered rock music, so it was Natalie Cole, I think. Nat King Cole's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, she had a hit, and I bought it at the Licorice Pizza on Sherman Way in Van Nuys. I remember Licorice Pizza. You know, there was yeah. one uh, next to the whiskey, Caddy Corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. What about school? Were you in the choir? Were you in the marching band, shit like that? No, I was in the orchestra. Once I started playing cello, I was in the orchestra in school. And that's, that's okay. about, that was the only option for a string player. Yeah, yeah, but tell me about cello. How, what's the connect? I don't know. I just saw, you know, we got, um, when we were in third grade, we were able to pick an instrument, and the junior high orchestra played for us. And I saw this girl playing the cello, and she just looked like a princess to me. She looked like the most beautiful person, and I was—I loved watching her play. And I just thought, I want to play that. Between so, the legs and shit, yeah. I, I just <laughs> remember she had long hair, and it just—maybe I heard the sound. I don't remember, but it just looked like the most amazing thing. But it is unique, right? I mean, it looks yeah. like a big violin or a small bass, but. Between yeah. the legs. Yeah, I know. It's it rests right on your chest. You know, you can feel it vibrate on your chest. Um, yeah, and you're just kind of wrapping your arms around it. It's 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 really. So how old were you when you got into it? I was eight. And, and what'd you do? Did you rent it or, or buy one? Did your parents buy you one? They didn't buy me one until I got big enough. Yeah. Okay. So I, we rented a cello. Yeah, I think the school had a cello. I used. Do you remember the first song you played on it? 
I think it might have been um, Forever Jaca. <laughs> little French too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. What about composing? Were you thinking about you No, you just was into the instrument, right? Yeah, um, and then I didn't because I'm thinking just... about what's a you know other kind of cello music you could clue into, like right? If I want to be a guitar guy, I copy uh, Jimmy Page, right? Yeah. What was you know what I'm saying? Was there something like no? There wasn't that for you, right? Well, I think I never thought I could. Well. I only, I never thought I was going to write music. Um, it kind of happened by accident, and it turned out the music I was writing was rock music, which I never thought I would do. So, well, uh, well, uh, Allison, uh, let me ask you, what was the first gig you went to? Well, let's see, that's a good question. There's no I wrong answers. <laughs> it might have been um, Van Halen at the... Um, the forum with my brother in okay. like 77 or something. Yeah. In Inglewood. Yeah. You know, it's torn down. Yeah. 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 I saw a lot of gigs there. Yeah. yeah that was a great place. <laughs> yeah. Not the best sound. All, all the helper people wore togas. Is that right? You don't remember? Yeah. No. They did. They wore togas. Oh my God. Well, I, I don't know. Remember. Accurate. It was kind of orange and yellow and Okay. Maybe not so much Roman. Look, look, I want to play something here. Uh, Leviathan.
the guitar is a, a, a wider uh, tan type feeling to the thing, you know, like uh, vanilla pudding shaking like that with a little more shoe polish on it and cracking open. That kind of sound, like heated from the inside to where it burns out to the outside to where it kind of has a tint like a Milan wafer if charred slightly. When I see mommy, I feel like a mommy. I don't need the desk in my office. Now, music to me is like white ants or black ants crawling across black and white paper. Black and white paper, striped light, striped light <laughs> with one olive that looks like a swamp with a red pepper in the middle. Pepper in the middle. <laughs> Ida Lupino. <laughs> the spider that flipped on my lap. Uh, what, what is this? What was I saying? Oh, yes. The, the, the spider that flipped on my lap in. <laughs> it was way out there underneath a piece of sand. Uh, and the chipmunks, there's broken uh, bottles on the floor, and uh, a peanut husk. They didn't have enough for sawdust. Uh, and uh, either that or all the people ate it already, ate up all of the sawdust on the floor, you know, so they used peanut husks of five or six in one corner, and there were chipmunks coming in and out of the doors.
Royal Backstreet. Yeah. And uh, I hope that we'll be back here next Friday night and every Friday night after that.
Watch for Pedro Show. We had uh, Leviathan from Hell and Money. Well, welcome to me, Above the Tree, brand new. Uh, Kid Bug, yeah, this is brand new too. Uh, now let's go to sleep. Kay Salita, this is Kay. Uh, she did uh, Bass and Black Flag, sex sick and shit. Yeah. It's empty. Uh, Bilge Pump from uh, Leeds, doing Buddha. Cat Beefheart with a poem, Guitars, Wood Guitars. Uh, strike slip. This is a new uh, project with John Jones from the um, John Talley Jones from the Urinals, Stupor Star, Hermie Gray, which is a uh, Tom Herman from Paruvu, new project, uh, Sugar Crisp, Peter Logner from the old days in Cleveland with uh, one of the boys, old Matt the Hoople, too, and finally Helen Money with Vanish Star. Okay, Helen, where 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 did we leave off? Well, you know, you were asking. We're in school, first... right? And you're introduced to the cello. Yeah, and then you asked what the first gig I went to. And the gig, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just yeah. curious on that. Yeah, Van Halen, not a lot of cello players. Actually, no. there was a rock band in the seventies, Electric Light Orchestra. Oh yeah, I, I think they I had two them. of them. They did. Ba, 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 yeah. Ba, ba. Roll yeah. over Beethoven. Yeah, there was a trippy version of Roll over Beethoven. Yes. And maybe it's better than the ELO that looked like a frisbee. Right. Uh, Actually, right. it was. I think it was a light bulb, right? Kind of Edison. Yeah, it was. That was. I don't know if that was their first record, but that's a great record. That no, but do you remember that? I, that? That's where rock and roll and cella, in my mind, is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I probably have that in my mind too. But, you know, Mike, you were asking me like the first gig I went to and like what I did I, what shallows sound. And I have to say, you know, after I started listening to rock music, my brother kind of turned me on to the who finally. And I started to go to clubs and I saw you guys a bunch and what, what, was it I older see, brother, younger brother? Younger brothers, five wow. years younger. Okay. Yeah. So you know, I, you know, in Japan, they can't what's call that? in Japan. They the, the younger brother cannot use the name of his sister. He has to say older sister. Oh really? Wow. Well, I'm glad he can say my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's him. No, a lot of turn-ons, I think, are through Family Connect. Yeah, I think you're right. But, yeah, he turned me on to um, The Who and then The Clash. And then, actually, he was into jazz, too. And, um, yeah, so I w this was, like, in the early 80s. So then I started to go to clubs in L.A. And I think I was really inspired more by people who didn't play cello. Now you're out of high school by this time. Yeah, yeah. But you're still you're still with the cella, even though it's not a school trip. No, I I I think I was a love hate thing. Ah, you quit it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You quit it. Kinda. I mean, I think I still played, but I just you know I I I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, so I was just going to a lot of shows and working a job. Yeah. Part time. Like holding pattern. Yes, exactly. 
And then? And then I decided I should get my shit together and finish my <laughs> finish my undergrad and go to grad school. And what was the focus? Uh, well, I decided I'd go play classical music again. So oh, I, it was music. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And is that world really competitive? There's only so many seats, right? It's very competitive, and I hated it. <laughs> I did. It was. It wasn't for me. I'm competitive, but I. It was. It, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy having to play everything perfect. Yeah, right. And, right. You know. You know it's tricky. Practicing six some hours people, a day. I, I I've had some of those people on the show, and we try to improvise. They don't know how to improvise. They only know how to play what's put in front of them. Yeah, I didn't either. Really. Oh yeah, no, I still have trouble improvising. I, 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 I um, now I can play by ear, but I could not then, and it, I was terrified to play without music. It, it's a different world. Interesting, interesting. So kind of like operators. Yeah, a very, very highly skilled. Yeah, no, 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 no disrespect, <laughs> but I mean, they they receive the information and they interpret yeah. it and then make it be so x uh, uh, yeah exactly you know can i tell you i haven't seen a lot of classical gigs but i did see one where uh it was nels klein's drummer michael uh Preusner. he took me this uh -huh. uh, at the dorothy chandler if you oh, remember yeah. before the disney yeah down, downtown la and it was the uh it was the the Philharmonic, and but the composer was Pierre Boulet. Yeah. Uh, and they did uh, first a Parsifal part, and then they did okay. fucking Mr. Uh, uh, Bartok's uh, uh, Magical Mandarin. Or... Okay. And Mike Preusner bum rushed me to the front because there was empty seats. He said, "Fuck this shit." You know, I didn't, I don't know about those gigs. You know, I don't know what the protocol, but I got up at the front. And I could feel, now I knew all them people could play like motherfuckers. Yeah. But when they gave in to Mr. Boulet and he pulled them in, the power, it was a trip. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm used to power trios at rock and roll. and uh, But he got that kind of fucking going with like 60 cats. Oh, yeah. But they yeah. had to, they had to let go at the first you could say you could see they were just reading off the paper, but when they yeah. when they let him be the rudder man, oh my fucking! I it really was a fucking thing up my spine. Uh, the, yeah, uh, curly hair, whatever shit. Trip. Yeah, I I love classical music, but to play it is not. Um, uh, it was really hard and not for me, I think. But oh yeah, seeing a big orchestra play with a great conductor is amazing. Now, the way we look, the way a rock band is, it's more like a folk family unit or a blues thing, right? It's a little, uh, yeah, I wonder what it's like. I think it's a lot about rhythm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why in the last 20 years, this is a big fuck up of the Minutemen, Allison, I'll tell you. Yeah. George Hurley should never have been put in the back. He should have been right in the front in the fucking oh, state. Like shellac. Todd. Yeah. I don't know though. I, I 
I can't imagine you guys being in the back, but or like all lined up together. That would have been cool, kind of, I think. Just this idea of the drummer being retarded and you have to hide him. Uh-huh. When it's fucking rhythm music and you're in yeah. fucking denial. <laughs> Not to admit that. You know, just just me. Okay, so so let's get back to your story. So you get back to Cella and you want to get uh-huh. a degree in it. Right. You achieve this. Well, first I met someone... Um, a friend who played, he was a big fan of Bob Mould and he was, yeah, playing some of his music and he wanted me to join him, play cello. It was kind of workbook stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right after Husker. Yeah. And, um, so I said, I didn't really, I I was thinking, Oh, this is going to be a drag. I'm going to have to play these pretty parts. I loved Bob Mould, but I didn't know, what he had in mind sure. and we got together and I'm like, Oh my God, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. So I finished my degree, but I decided I didn't want to keep going on and teaching. I wanted to play you were rock teaching. music. I wanted to go and get my doctorate and, and teach at university. Well, no, I've heard this about some music programs. They want to make teachers. Yeah. Because it's teachers teaching. <laughs> and it's very hard to get in an orchestra. I don't yeah, I know people who quit. I know, so uh, a like buddy of mine from Knoxville, you know? he told me that's why he quit. I don't want to be a teacher. I want to be a drummer. Yeah. Performer, performer. Yeah, uh, drums. Yeah. Drums. Yeah. Isn't it trippy about humans like that? The way they fucking part out the fucking experience? Yeah. Like we have little, what, what do you call it, slots? I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to like minimize thing or, or uh, ex, you know, oversimplify. But it seems like we get into this fucking slot world. Yeah. And there well, ain't you can't enough. Be both. Yeah, you can't, you can't cross-pollinate. So, and isn't that where a lot of interest and shit happens? Yeah, and I feel like now classical players have to do other stuff because it's very hard. It's even harder to get work, and I feel like a lot of classical players are doing writing their own music, or you know. So it's interesting. It's a lot different than when I was in grad school. But what you're talking about is the players themselves are being composers. Well, maybe that's not correct. And maybe it's more them playing different types of music, like oh, it's not okay. just classical. Yeah, right, right. And you know, what do you think, Allison? At, at, at the bottom line, is it music, music? Yeah. <laughs> this genre shit, it was kind of a thing to make marketing people's job easier. Yeah, to, <laughs> to, to sell it. <laughs> And maybe our mission is to make their job really... Well, they're probably out of a job, right? Those motherfuckers want everybody to buy their CD collection of their right. albums. And because the format they used it, yeah, it sank their ship and my heart bleeds pink lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, the thing I, that I, think I regret the most is that the small labels... Um, you know, I feel like that when, those, when there were so many of those that that really... They were so valuable 
to musicians. And uh, I mean, they're still there, obviously, but I felt like when all those big labels, con- you know, got consolidated, it really killed it. Did you know there was a cello band on, you know, I did 14 years with Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no horror stories. Those people right. treated me beautiful. Yeah. There was a there was a, a band with three cellos, these ladies. What were they called? Oh, Rasputina. Yes. Yeah. Did you were you aware of them at that time? No, they're a little For sure, lady. yeah. Yeah, in the nineties. Um yeah. They like wore their yeah, underwear was, and shit. Yes. <laughs> they weren't my thing, but yeah. I was aware of them, yeah. Yeah. It, it's really corny. I got Electric Light Orchestra and Rasputina as my cello. You know, well, it's, that's okay. <laughs> it's terrible. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Because these records, of this this music you sent me, is fucking beautiful. Oh, I thanks, love it. Mike. Thank you, know? you so much. So I don't want to like make it tiny or trivial or some novelty shit. You know, for me, oh, I don't music feel is, that you are music is all. music, and I'm yeah. interested where it came from with you. Uh. Yeah, I guess it's just like I said, you know, listening to, you know. You said the um, Bob Mould thing was a big thing. Yeah, I I like, I loved you guys. I loved, um, I love Bob Mould. I liked any of those bands that played really kind of visceral music and, you know, just were saying something. And I guess that's what I wanted to write, you know, like something kind of, you know, not in your head, but kind of in your heart. And, you know, I think the classical music I like is like that too. You know, the really dark, like Shostakovich, yeah. um, stuff, some Bach stuff, you know. I, I just, that's what I like to hear. I always I like, think of Storm Clouds with Dmitry Shostakovich. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I love that stuff. I wrote a Minuteman song. Influenced yeah. by his diaries called Toadies. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. Okay. May 23, 2020, Dish Show. Special guest house. And hold tight for our two. May 23, 2020, second hour of the Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Yeah, we got uh, Helen Money doing Machine. And then brand new from Karen up Canada. Hind and Hellas. A few from Tokyo. Usi Kuki. She's in, this lady, incredible. Incredible. For what, 30, 40 years? Much respect. And then uh, uh, Leanna Anderson with uh, 37 Years Later. This is from a Chicago label called uh, Bloodshot, which is, uh, yeah, a John from the Mekons and people. And then finally, Helen Money with Blood and Bone. So oh, so, so when when does the Helen Money, what is it? Is, is it a persona or help me? Oh yeah. Well, it's uh, uh, not. It's um, you know I played in a band with my friend Jason for in the '90s, and then we stopped playing together. So I wanted to, and I wanted to keep playing, and I couldn't find a band with string player that was interesting to me. Like when I played with Jason, I was like the rhythm guitar, and sometimes I do solos, and I really loved being in the mix like that. I couldn't find that, so I decided I'd just try and write some stuff myself, and then I decided I needed a name because if I called it my name, people would think I was a folk artist. (laughs) (laughs) So I just picked that, and and it doesn't really have any significance. It's just just kind of a name I thought sounded slightly heroic because of Helen, but that's it. Oh, right, of Troy, right? There's a great John Cale song. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, huge war <laughs> over this <Yeah>. lady. <laughs> and then the money. Now, Eddie Money was a policeman, right, that got to singing. We lost him a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, Mike. I wish I had a better I think he was Boston. He's not Midwest, so he's probably out of your world. Right. It, it don't matter. It don't matter. What, okay. what matters to me is... Uh, this band you had with Jason, I don't, I don't remember you telling me how that happened. Oh, well, <clears throat> when I went to Northwestern to go to grad school, Jason was working at a coffee house I was working at, and he was um, he had quit his band, and he wanted to do a, so- a solo thing. And he's the guy who was big Who and Bob Mould fan. And um, he was doing some of his own material and some workbook material, so I played a show with him and then we got to open up for Bob and um <clears throat> and Bob asked if um he said he'd like to produce our record and that would we tour with him what were you so, called uh Jason and Allison <laughs> okay okay <clears throat> kind of eponymous <laughs> yeah and uh and then we went on to do uh, when we decided when we were going to record with Bob, we wanted it to be a van- band name, and uh, so we called it uh, Verbo. So we put out a record that Bob produced, and then we did another one uh, with Brad Wood. Um, so I did one record with Jason, just the two of us, and then two records um, as Verbo. Well, you know what? I want to play a tune here, A Face in the Sun. What's it like to face the sun in Chicago, being from California? <laughs> oh, what's it to face the sun? It's a hard. It's hard because it's never out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the summertime, it's like sweaty as a motherfucker. 
Oh, I know. but so is the Val. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just drier. <laughs> yes, right, no.
smart person is just a wise fool. Seniority's better. Seniority's great. Being a senior, you know, it's worth the wait. So hang in there, kids. If you're a girl or a guy, I know how it feels when you just want to die. Yeah, I know how it feels to not give a fuck, to wish a car would take you out, or even better, a truck to hate society, and all the crooked leaders to wish that everything that's sour could be a little sweeter, not that being old's all sugar, or always great, but it seems easier to love, and harder to hate. The number of things deserving hatred is really curiously small. I wonder if there will come a day when I'll hate nothing at all except hatred. You know, I hear that fear is like that too. Loving everything is all I'll do. I'll let you know where it happens. I'll let you know how it goes. I hope I get there soon. And I hope.
Why for Peter show? Yeah, Helen Money, Face in the Sun. Darcy Electronics, brand new. Uh, Morgan. Uh, probably, uh, yeah, Morning, not the name. <laughs> A bark out of Knoxville with uh, Elmore. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a mystery. And uh, old man, fuck you. Uh, youth culture fixation. There's some commentary there. Also Knoxville. And, and the sunshine don't make the sun. Barrett's Whitfield, the savage out of Massachusetts. Grudeman. I love him. And finally, uh, Radiate. Another sun song. With Hell, Helen Money. You know, they're talking off air, people, about Helen being Val Lady. And then the, the trippy weather of sh Chicago. And I was uh, wondering out loud to her, does this ha bear anything on her songwriting? Oh. You know, I think because there's you feel the seasons more here, I think in the winter I bear down a little more and, and I'm a little more, I work a little more creative. Whereas in the summer I just want to be outside and... I think in Los Angeles, there wasn't such a distinction for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm in the kayak on Christmas Day. Yeah. And the wind off the lake in the winter there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, it, it gets brutal. It tears right through your clothes. It does. Yeah, you don't want to be waiting for the bus <laughs> when it's like 20 below. <laughs> so, so it does bear on your song, right? Yeah, because I think, um, you know, you just, um, you're not going outside as much, so you um, you just hunker down and work. But I will say that I think it affects the audiences here more. Like, people will go out in the worst weather, yeah. and they, they'll they go to shows. Um, and I really love it. I love how yeah. the people big, here love their music. Big shoulders. Yeah. Big shoulders. Tell me about the yeah. first Helen Money gig. Oh, uh, that was, I wrote an arrangement of Neil Young's Birds. Uh -huh. And I played it at this um, uh, collective I was part of called Elastic Arts. And yeah, that was the first song I, I did. Was it Solamente, just you? Yeah. Was it a pants shooter? <laughs> Scary. It, it was like me and my looper and a couple, maybe a distortion. Ah, delay so you could play over yourself. What's that? I, 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 I've heard Petra do this, where you could actually get another voice, another thing going and you play over yourself. Well, I kind of use my loopers so that I have, like I have one looper will help me do a chorus and one will help me do a bridge. You know, like they're more like, um, I don't do any live looping. I, I kind of use them to help build the songs. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. Layer it up? No, not really layer. Just kind of add elements. Like, they're, it's not too thick. Um, it's more like, you know, um, I'll bring in a part that'll, that'll add to what I'm doing, but not, like, um, constantly layer. But it's not like like a flamenco dude. Like here's this is all I got. No. Yeah. Yeah. And even even you know I saw some of this shit in Sevilla, in, in Spain. 
they the stomping. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the lady would not smile. She's Moorish lady, dark lady, and like I'm fucking. And then when she started kicking up her heels, oh my god. Yeah, it's it, beautiful. It got, they built, yeah, oh Christ. I started crying. Yeah. I started crying. I couldn't. And oh, no wow. PA. Totally acoustic. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, they were doing the claps. And, oh, man, and they whooped her up. And she got into it, and when she started, oh, Christ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that gig that you first did, you weren't afraid. Um, I think I was nervous, but I think I was also excited, you know. That's what Hodge uh, told me once when I was doing my first opera. He said, look, what? Because I was scared, you know, I was shitting a pecan log. And yeah. He goes, look, what? Maybe being a little bit scared is like being a little bit excited. Yeah, it's the same thing, I think. <laughs> oh, Christ. I, oh, I died 10 million little boy deaths. That was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's like, it. yeah, oh my God, you never get out of school. You always got to get in front of the class and read the report. Yeah. Yeah, and have buttons all button wrong or the hard on or some weird embarrassing shit. Yeah. I tell you, my most interesting classroom, though, 125 months with Stooges. I can imagine. <laughs> Finally, the youngest guy in the band. I mean, that's that must have been really heavy, playing those shows. And being with them. They're yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Dick with culture, Ronnie with history, Scotty with nature, Brother Steve with politics. They're just, yeah. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, May 23, 2020. Special guest, Allison, hold tight for hour three. May 23, 2020. Walk for Pedro Show, third hour.
double sides I pushed a needle in to my troubled side And I fought with the ghosts to carry the load And I was almost felt by Damage 
I shouldn't know that. <laughs> I won't bullshit you, else. Look, we start okay. off the third hour with uh, Hella Money doing Every Confidence. Yeah, that's trippy. Tell me about the way you name your songs. Oh, I think that's the hardest part for me because I'm not so a it lyric come, writer. So it comes later, know? right? It don't come first? No. Um, and no, I, I say that. Last... I say, Allison, I say that because for what? To write a song, he has to have the title first because he oh, has really? no focus. <laughs> like nobody I know is like that. They always, it's always the last, right? That's so interesting. I guess. So why is that for you? Why do you write the title focus. first? I'm just curious. Because if I have the title, then all my thought and all my playing has got to aid and abet that fucking yeah, you know, dealio end of the road. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, kind of I, can't, I can't do that. I, I think I just, for me, it's more about like finding a, a really interesting sound and a feeling and then writing something out of that. And then at the end, I'll listen to everything and I'll kind of realize what I was thinking about when I was writing the songs. Let, and, let me, let, 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 you know, this John Coltrane song called Alabama. Oh, I love that song. Right by him calling it that. You're already set up to listen to it a certain way, right? And then when he right. phrases like Dr. King. Yeah. I Yeah, it takes you right to a certain place. Yeah. Those four little girls. Yeah. That's a beautiful song. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I was going to tell you that's my favorite John Coltrane song. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I took the Italian guys. I was on tour with Hosonia Romana when we were in North Carolina. And there's a there's a plaque on the side of the road in Hamlet. And I knew for sure the mother... He wasn't fucking born on the side of the road. So I, I pulled huh. a boat over to show them. And I'm looking around. And I see an end, uh, building a block away. And it's got NAACP in it. And the, a man in a uh, auto repair place across the street sees me. And he says, you want to go in there? And he had a key. He took me really? in and he said, John Coltrane was born in there. And he showed me this room where they, like, have good time and shit. There's a poster of him in there. and yeah. Wow. It, yeah, it was a trip. I knew for sure it was in the side of the fucking room. <laughs> Isn't that something you kind of could feel it? Yeah. It's, and mm -hmm. that that man, that mechanic man, he he could feel it too. Yeah. Because he shared with us. And the Italians, you know, Fratello Stay and Andrea, they were like, whoa. Yeah. And I'm so good. I, I'm glad I could share that with you. Because I think U.S., we got kind of a weird thing, but we show out. But then there's this other thing, too. Maybe you got to be on tour. <laughs> so, Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so what about this record that you you just put out? Oh, yeah. Um that one, I was trying to, I was, you know, it's funny you were talking about seeing somebody just play acoustic and how powerful that is. Yeah. And, you know, since I have, you know, I've got a large pedal board, I've got my loopers, I wanted to scale back a little and see how intimate I could get. And so I was trying to write more minimal, I think. And, um, but, um, you know, still try and make it powerful and heavy. And I think at the same time, I was kind of thinking about 
the con- how us everybody being connected. You know, like um, my parents passed away in uh, I think like 2012 and 13, and and since You're then, my an brother. You know, What's I'm a, that? I lost my mom in October. I'm an orphan too. Oh. That's such I'm a sorry. trippy. I'm 62 years yeah. old, but I'm an orphan. <laughs> no, that's like the way I think about it too. It's different. Your what what, what is, about this song yeah. I want to play in tune? Oh, yeah. Um, that was from my. I think that's my second record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about that one. <laughs> it's okay. That's it's why you wrote ago. the song, Allison.
sending wart DJs just out of my mind, sucking in slack and just blowing my mind. Stacks out of stacks of music of the mind of your community radio station who gives what you want. Hot, fast, and aggressive. How you like it, baby? That is up to you. Spun out on wart. Driving the metal home, the psychedelic rock, and the wonders of the leopard print lounge. A lunjack tough to follow, but we got wake up futuristic tonight. I am rolling with scissors. Ward can keep me rocking with rockin' John King of that, and I like it like that. Let's move back to the core with the legendary psychoacoustics and laugh out loud with Casey Fox. Guilty pleasures indeed.
Say that again. You know, like, I feel like if I can't, like, for instance, going to classical concerts, you know they how they have program notes? Yeah. Like, I don't want someone to tell me what I'm going to listen to. I want to hear it, and either it's going to hit me, and I'll get it, or it's not. And I don't think reading about it ahead of time is going to do it. Between that, you know, let me tell the people, we played in, in uh, last music for this uh, edition, In Tune, Hell of Money, uh, Poor, Poor Sons from Zola, uh, Jesus, uh, Joe, Joe Brewer with uh, WRT Head, uh, When Your Work Speaks for Itself, Part 4 or 5 from Henry Kaiser, uh, Jump the Fire, another version from Brother Phil up there with uh, his uh, groove creator method, Big Bear. Finally, One Year, One Ring. Hell and money. People, you, you got to understand, a lot of this is from the new album, but actually in tune is from the record before. Actually, and, I think it's two records before. Yeah, it's from oh, my yeah, second yeah. record, yeah. Okay, so it's it's two before. So what I want to explore was continuity. And I think Allison's got kind of this kind of philosophy of, of having to do music that is about, yeah, putting it out there. Yeah, and communicating. It's, and like you said this word visceral. Yeah. You got from Bob, right? Visceral. Yeah. Like you feel it. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix too. You know, he's he felt like music should go right into your chest, right Happy, into your absolute. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Jim, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. There's nothing. No filler. Nothing is wasted. Yeah. It's all expression. The freak flag is flying. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite musicians are like that. They just, I, I, they get to me on that level. That's trippy. He had to do a number of years as a side mouse, you know, but maybe that's what goes into that. Yeah. Little Richard. <laughs> no, you know, he yeah. played for Little Richard, right? Yeah. He's a strange Fucking guy. Little Richard. God damn. You know, we just lost him, right? He's so yeah. much rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sometimes I think the whole movement was just trying to relearn him out of arena rock. Me yeah. and D. Boone, the first gig me and D. Boone went to was T-Rex. Oh, wow. <laughs> Everybody says that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> Everybody says that. <laughs> but it's the truth. We saw T-Rex. It was the slider uh, tour. It was different than the record. He get you know he played a couple minutes of the song off the record. Then he got on his knees and do ten minutes of Jimmy. <laughs> did where did you guys see him that? It was called the Long Beach Auditorium. They tore it down. It's the Long Beach Opera House now. Oh, okay. but what was done before they tore it down was I don't know if you aware of this show called Don Kirshner's Rock. The guy who made oh, yeah. the month. They were all filmed there. Oh, I had no idea. I thought the, that the, the was stage like... in those days had two sides. Oh. Like one stage, and there's a little room, and then the bigger room. And the little room is where they filmed a lot of those. Yeah. I thought that was an East Coast thing. I watched that. Yeah, well, me and D. Boom were probably there. And they had signs oh. that said applause. <laughs> Shit like that. They do the same song four times. Look <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at Look, look, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, I've got a website, 
HelenMoney.com. Okay, and that's great. That's fucking great. Yeah. Because there's no middleman, right? Yeah. It's just you, 100%. No filter. Me. And what's the next, right. and, and Allison, what's the next plan? The next record? Or, or next plan, plan, you know, whatever. Record. Of plan. course, we're not, yeah. really, we're not really torn right now. I know. Um, I want to write something with my friend Will Thomas, who's um, who's a modular synthesizer player. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really curious about working with him and maybe doing some collaborating with him. Um, but um, yeah, I'll just keep playing. You know, well, that's that, I don't know how to look when you any stuff you guys get together. Will you bring it to me and maybe both come on the show? Oh, I'd love you to make an album yeah. or some shit. I, Oh, we'd love to, Mike. Absolutely. Thank you. Allison, big honor for you have me have you on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, truly. likewise, Mike. Truly. Likewise, I'm. A, you know, you guys, um, your music really shaped how I I play and look at music, and you know, thank you. Well, we're we're, we're team. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People, it's been May 23, 2020 edition of Walk Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>